Hey, this is David Hayter. You may know me as the screenwriter of films like X-Men, X-Men 2, and Watchmen, but you probably know me best as the voice of Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid. And you're listening to Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova Podcast. Kept you waiting, huh? What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova Podcast. I'm Mikhail Casanova, and I got a very, very special guest, someone I am hyped to have on the show. It's truly an honor. The one, the only hip-hop gamer, man. How you doing today, man? How you living? <laughs> hip-hop gamer, no stranger to danger. Number one journalist. Quickly, I changed the game up. You already know what it is, baby. This is the number <laughs> one podcast. Hawaii in the building. Mikel, that intro was fire. It's an honor to be here, bro. An honor, man. One love and God bless. Let's get it popping, son. Uh. Oh, man. God bless. God bless, man. It's such an honor having you on the show, man. Like, yo, I... <laughs> Bro, like, let me give you the the rundown right now. It's super surreal. Like, yo, I caught you, like, years ago. Like, uh, I came across your content, I want to say back in 2012, 2013. Oh, wow. I was like, bro, content is fire. Content is straight fire. And it's just basically been, like, one of the most inspirational reasons for me to get into content. Because I was like, yo, someone looked like me that, you know, into gaming, into hip-hop. I was like, man. Because we, you know, I didn't see a lot of folks like that. And so... Bro, super inspirational, man. Thank you for coming on the show. <laughs> yo, man, yo, bro, like I said, son, it's an honor, man. And um, it's funny you said, like, since, like, 2012. It's so funny because, uh, like, the first video I ever made was in 2007. And, um, you know, one of the reasons why I first made my first video is because I was watching G4 Tech TV, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm a big fan of Adam Sessler and stuff like that. And it got to the point where it started feeling like the corporations behind the scenes was taking over the voices of yeah. what we was watching. And, you know, I, I'm not going to complain. I'm going to create. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. was my – you can complain all day, but if you're complaining but ain't doing nothing about it, then you really ain't singing nothing. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I wanted to do something about it. So um, that's – literally like one of the main reasons why i started uh making videos and my first video i made was december 16th 2007 that's the first time i ever made a video and um i was battling whether or not because just like how you said you don't see nobody like us in the industry so you really didn't see it in 2007 like you know what i mean like that that joint wasn't there like so the thing is before I, i ain't tell many people this but before I made my very, very first video, I was literally like in the mirror, like practicing on like how I should be considering I never seen that representation. So in my mind, I'm thinking that I got to be a certain way to fit in, to even have a shot at the reason why I wanted to start anyway. And then this is how you know God is so amazing and God is so real. 
um my grandmother she taught me how to play video games when i was four years old so i've been playing video games all my life and then when i turned 14 i started making music because i you know grew up on hip-hop so i wanted to create you know uh hip-hop music as well and i did that since i was 14 hence the name hip-hop gamer so i grew up in this right and then um when uh when i was about to make my first video Dog, I'm literally in the mirror, like, you know, hi, you know, like my name is this and that. And I'm trying, like, you know, really trying to fit into this world. Yeah. <laughs> so then I was like, God was like, you are pretty much born and raised in the world of gaming. You know this more than anyone. Just yeah. be yourself and do what you've done since you was a kid. Like, like it was like literally God spoke to me, bro. And mm -hmm. um, so I was like, yo, you know what it is? hip-hop gamers get it popping because this is me this is my energy so i'm so happy that i did that and to prove how god how god shaped this for me um a couple of years ago uh i was at michael pactor's party um mm -hmm. you know during e3 in june and there's a gentleman that came up to me and they was like yo i know you don't know me but you know i followed your career and thank you for being you and he was saying that because he like try to fit in to this world and he used to work for ign he used to work for like different you know outlets but he said that now that independence is the is the way to go now and <laughs> it's not all about getting the job and stuff like that yeah it's hard for him to be him because he's been fake for so long so it's hard for him to be him in his own space because now nobody believes the real him because he hid the real him to fit into these jobs in these other places so that was just like a like a confirmation on me doing the right thing out the gate and just sticking with it because i never had a job in the industry i always did a partnership or something like that here and there but everything mm -hmm. i ever did i did on my watch and I, you know what i mean the way and i did it the way i wanted to do it that's why my whole goal was to be exclusive and be a one-of-one -one. so you got a lot of people in the industry but there's only one hip-hop gamer forever you know what yeah. i mean and that that's that was important to me yeah and dude like your vibe and your energy is just 100 authentic like i remember i saw you I, I can't i i ran into you uh and you may not remember but i ran to you back at uh e3 2019 i was like yo I see every other Dern list, but that's <laughs> hip hop right there. Like, bro, like the the Thanks, man. You know the belt, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I, I know I had the yeah. belt on me, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, man, the belt. Now I got the chain as well. And I got something else coming, but I can't talk about that yet. But wait till <laughs> yo, what? It's gonna be crazy. Bro, like so so let's let's talk about it, man. Like, so from 2007 to now, like that that journey, man, like mm -hmm. what like how has that been like being on like one of the, uh, the technically the original one of the originals the original in this space that's a content creator like representing like how has that been like that's got to be a crazy ride yeah it's a, it's been a, a crazy ride because it's one of those situations it's, it's so many um it's so many ways to go about it so mm -hmm. I'll, I'll give you this first um my first year uh going to um e3 Shout out to my boy Torrance Davis because he's the one who discovered me and gave me an opportunity to put my content on his website, which was called mm -hmm. thebitbag.com at the time. And um, my boy Torrance, he's been in the industry since 1995, going to E3 and doing everything like that. So he's an OG OG. He's my OG. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? He's an OG <laughs> OG. And, um, and the thing is, uh, 
he gave me the opportunity to go to E3. When I went to E3 my first year, this is my first taste of being on the other side. Like, not just as a fan, but seeing the business and the industry for the first mm-hmm. time. So this was, it was a real lesson that I learned uh, that first year. And the reason why is because on the outside looking in, especially when you're passionate about gaming, you would mm-hmm. think you would think that the world of gaming is all is all love and everybody's just happy to see each other and play games and build and everything is like you know kumbaya or something like that right you know what i mean yeah. you think that that energy is there and it's not it is really not yo like the the first the first year that i went to um e3 there was only a few people i could probably like count on my hand that really really embraced me helped me and like really taught me some stuff um and besides torrance uh, uh davis uh michael pactor uh my boy scott fry um mm-hmm. my boy justin burrowbaum um there's been like a select few people that really show love and embrace me aaron greenberg from microsoft that was he was incredible uh but the sad part was so you know you grew up on uh, i grew up on ign and all these other um you know outlets and stuff like that and uh when I went to IGN's, it wasn't um, a booth on the show floor, but it was their business booth or something like that uh, mm-hmm. that was aside from the show floor. And when I went there and I saw some people working, so this, me, I'm excited. Like, you know, I'm going crazy. I got the, this is back when I had the John Cena belt and John Cena's <laughs> name was on it. I didn't even have my own joint. Like, that's how, you know, long ago it was. And then um, I, uh, I guess it was like a little um, window that they had and uh, I knocked on it and I just said, hey, everybody, uh, my name, you know, just introducing myself. Mm-hmm. And literally the energy was like, yo, what are you doing here? Who are you? Like, it, it, was, like, it was like the energy. Yeah, I was like, okay, sorry. Like, it didn't, yeah. you know, I left. But I was like, okay, that was weird. All right. So, you know, whatever. I ain't gonna let, I'm at E3. I ain't gonna let that ruin my joy. But that struck me for a core because they looked at me immediately like I don't belong here. Yeah. And I was like, just dang, like uh, and they kind of like just wrote me off. Like the energy was real bad, man. And then mm-hmm. that was the first incident that like I was like, okay. And then what really like started to bug me out is a lot of people that I saw, like people would just give me this weird look, and like some people would kind of like just shy away from me like and then and then there was a gentleman i don't even remember his name because it's so far back and i haven't seen him in the industry but he told me something that was real powerful and he was like yo look around you and look at you like you know what i'm saying it's like i i know who i know who you are because he saw some videos and stuff like that before so he's like i know who you are but like this industry and what you think and um you know that's why these things is happening but like you know, just just keep doing you, but just be careful. Yeah. And then, so then, I'm trying to you know make friends and build with people and stuff like that. And not everybody was welcoming, you know. And yeah. and what I learned is, and uh, what I learned was, um, the, the GameSpot, IGN, Kotaku, a lot of these websites, they wasn't even allowed to like talk to each other. Like if, if certain employees was caught talking to other employees, that could mean yeah. your job. You could get fired for that. It was yeah. very, very cutthroat. The energy was real dirty. 
Yeah. It was real dirty behind the scenes, yo. So I was like, yo, I don't know what's going on. So then when I bumped into certain people like the Michael Pactors and the Scott Fries and certain people in the industry, mm-hmm. they was like, yo, bro, you're a breath of fresh air. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. your energy is what the industry needs and what has been missing. But the problem is my face isn't the face that they want to put out and promote and push mm-hmm. like that. So my energy and everything is great as long as I'm not the face of everything. And that right there, it goes back to kind of like when you hear people talk about you wish people appreciated black people like how they appreciate black culture. Mm-hmm. If they appreciated black people like they appreciated black culture, we wouldn't see a lot of the stuff that we see today. So it's one of the, it was one of those situations. So my first year hit me hard. So then um, after that first year, uh, I just started being more vocal about all the things that I seen and witnessed and the things that I wanted to change. Mm-hmm. So I just started calling everybody out after that. I was like, yo, nope. They lying. No, this ain't. No, he's that. That's not the truth. I'm telling you like this. And then people really started gravitating to me because I was saying things that you would never hear in the industry. And then after a while, the bigger I started getting, Mm -hmm. the more the energy started to change in the industry because I made it cool to show love in the industry in every area. I made it cool to be a kid again, so Mm -hmm. to speak, in the industry. So I'll give you an example of what I mean. One of the problems in the industry was that if, if you showing too much love or you're too excited, then you're not professional. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah. So it's like, now, you know me, like, if, if everywhere I go, you know I'm there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The energy, I'm like, you know I'm there. Yeah. And But most people is all, you know, reserved. <laughs> Hi, my name is. And we're here today at, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, so I killed all of that. Right? I was like, nah, we ain't doing that. When I'm around, we ain't doing that. Like, you know what I'm saying? That joint is whack. It's fake, man. You can see right through it. That's not how you are when you at the crib chilling, playing games. Like, like that's the energy that we want to see. So to come around full circle, like everything that I brought to the, to the industry, when you look at Twitch now, when you look at the energy and what people talk about, people being more open people being more independent people being more unapologetic unapologetically them mm-hmm. that's me bro so to me when i see that i thank god for my grandma and i think and i thank god for you know allowing me to be myself because if because it, it was only god like i don't take the credit i give all the credit to god you know what i'm saying and through god i was able to be great because of what he gave me Cause he gave me my grandmother that gave me my start in gaming, obviously, but through God, God gave me that strength to stand alone mm-hmm. and me doing that literally changed the industry. Now I will, they probably, they most likely they're never going to give me that credit in the industry mm-hmm. and that's fine. But people like yourself and others, and even more so now people starting to learn where all of that came from. Yeah. Definitely. No, and one of the things, like, you know, with me learning to, and like, getting closer to the industry, like, 2018, 2019, like, when I first got the opportunity to go to E3, I was flown out there by PDP. And, mm. dude, what you were saying about how, like, folks don't talk, I saw a lot of that at E3. I was like, 
Yeah. And like the whole idea of how the gaming industry is, like a lot of people think it's like you're saying, like, you know, well, playing games, having, you know, good time. Look, like it's really not like that. And for a point there, like I, I kind of feel like I got a little disillusioned because I'm like, man, a lot of folks ain't it, it, it ain't what it seemed. But like I said, like seeing how you are just like seeing how you are on camera and how you are like at events and whatnot. You the same person, that same energy. And I'm like, man, that's 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 inspiring to me mm. like, to keep keep that same energy across the board. And, dude, I thank you for that. I thank you for 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 setting that example. Like, I'm going to give you the credit. I know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yo, much love, bro. <laughs> you know? I appreciate that, man. Thanks, man. Um, But like I said, that's one of the biggest problems in the industry. Like another major thing that happened in the industry. Right. So um, M4G, uh, M4G.com. Right. Uh, I got discovered a lot on that site because I was the number one face on that site for years. And excuse me. And um, you got and you got to think about it. Here's what people don't understand, man. And this is the game right here. I'm gonna put you on. So uh, I'm a big fan of Stephen A. Smith, right? You know, on ESPN. Now you have to think about this for a second. He, if you worked for ESPN, just by default. Because of your job, you're going to be seen by millions of people every day because you work for a platform that's fully funded in a way where they can market their uh, personalities like that. And they benefit from that. You know what I'm saying? 24-7 ESPN. That's a sports network. So when you look at the gaming industry, right, and you look at the certain websites that's the face of the industry, if you look at IGN. These, these companies is fully funded, millions and millions and millions of dollars backing them. Then if you look at, you know, GameSpot, CBS Interactive, CBS Interactive, that ties into Viacom. Like, you have these millions and millions of dollars invested into these people that got jobs on these big platforms. So they get access to everything, not even just because of their name, but because of the job that they work at. Remember, like... Mm-hmm. IGN as a brand is more valuable than anybody that works there. Yeah. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's mm-hmm. literally what it is. So a lot of us that was coming up, we had it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So <laughs> N4G was that place that was that had that type of funding and backing that gave everybody an opportunity to put their content out. And if you put your content out and people rock with it, then you see the degrees go up and you you become like the, the face of the site. So I'm going to keep it all the way 100 with you. I'm the I wasn't the only person that was a, a black person that put up content on M4G, mm-hmm. but I was the number one face like you see my face all over M4G. Like every week, every Sunday when the show came out, all of that consistently. And then it started to be even more consistent because I was doing it on a daily basis because mm-hmm. now it went from the hip hop gamer show every week to so much content coming in because I'm building up my name that it was on a regular basis. I got crazy content putting it out there and it's blowing up on M4G, blowing up on M4G all day, every day. So this is the mm-hmm. first time, the first time that somebody that's a black journalist was uh finally got the opportunity to benefit off of a big budget support system on the back end on a website and i became the face of it for years like it, mm-hmm. it was like uh, 
I'm the first person to do this and the last person to do it. And this is back then. Now, why do you think that is? Uh, there's plenty of the journalists that could put their stuff up there and do things like that. But here's what started to happen. So articles and stories that I did, they would start to remove it. And people like Kotaku that would cover a story or IGN that would cover a story that came from me, they wouldn't give me the credit on it, but they would take the credit and their articles would stay there and they, and, and they would remove mine. Yes. And the thing is, you have to understand the way M4G works. You got certain people behind the scenes that can control the narrative and what's happening. And if you debate it or refute it and try to prove yourself, it doesn't matter because they hold the right to judge however they want to judge because it's their site, their policy, so they can Mm -hmm. do whatever they want to do. And you gotta you gotta think about it. It's just like in court. If you don't if you don't have enough money or you don't got the right lawyer to be able to fight a case, yeah, it's not about being right or wrong. It's about who you know and what and how much money you got to fight. So all I had was my talent. All I had was the truth. And it didn't matter. And I got railroaded. You understand what I'm saying? So the thing is, I know for a fact that ever since then, even up to now, I still never, ever, ever had the opportunity to have my brand supported by like millions and millions of dollars in terms of being on a platform that was supported with that level of marketing and reach and stuff like that. So my thing is, when that happened and I saw that I was the last person to have that spot, it just reconfirmed what I already knew that we're great enough to be a part of it, but they don't want us to be the face of it, like the dominant face. So now when you see so many people complaining and talking and, and everything like this, see now it's cool to support that black face and all this other stuff because that's why they have all this diversity and inclusion going on. So it took for George Floyd and everybody else to die just to get these conversations and these positions and this money and all this other stuff. And what's so crazy about it now is that on the back end, what a lot of people don't know is that certain companies, like there's a, there's a few companies that's really about the cause genuinely, but like 85% to 90% of the companies that you see doing this stuff is all fake. And the reason why it's all fake is because there's a certain budget that companies are allocated every year. And that mm-hmm. budget, uh, sometimes it grow and sometimes it doesn't. But mm-hmm. right now, if you don't have any type of initiatives that speak to black culture and black businesses and black anything, mm-hmm. then you won't get the normal money that you would, you won't get the money that you would normally get unless you have that in place. So that's why collectively across the board with so many companies in gaming or outside of gaming have these black initiatives is because if they don't get it, they won't receive certain um, monies in their business, which will affect their bottom line at the end of the year. So a lot of the stuff that you see is not genuine at all. And I know this because I've been on the front end and I've been on the back end for a long time. So I know how the industry works. I know how to, I, I know what I'm doing. That's why when I tell people, when I show so much love to Logitech and everything like that, because those are my partners, but me and Logitech, we've been doing stuff like this since like 2017 when I became a partner with them. We've been rocking together 
before it was the high school cool thing to do mm-hmm. with all these other companies. So, yeah, man, this is this. Yeah, it's real. So that's why when people say what they say, I listen and observe because I could tell you easily what the truth is and what's not because I lived it in the most realest way before everybody came on board. I feel like this is like similar to the the talk because uh, Red Infamy she was on before and we yeah that's my queen right there B <laughs> right? yeah yeah like we 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 touched on that before and uh, I know I got a lot of feedback people were kind of curious about that and it's like that's kind of how this industry is like we saw it last year you know when the whole George Floyd situation happened Breonna Taylor you had a lot of these companies that came out they're like oh we want to support we want to support and like for all of a week. And it's like gone, yeah. or all of a month, and then it's gone. I've had uh, like companies in the gaming industry like they reach out. Oh, I wanted to only reach out to you because you know you're a black creator, and I want to help you. This, this, and this, and I'm like, okay, cool. What content do I make that you like? Oh, I, we didn't look at any of your content, but you're a black creator. Like it's like a check mark, you know? Yeah, it, yeah, it's a bucket list. Yeah, it's a bucket list. But see, here's my thing: like a lot of people that's doing certain things now and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I've been did these things. Like, see, like, I, me, I'm happy that I'm seeing more, you know, uh, black people get involved and especially black women getting recognized. I love it. I love seeing it. But it is, it, it is um, disheartening because I know why I'm seeing it. And I'm seeing it. I'm, I'm seeing a lot more of it, not because it's genuine. And that's what bothers me. And what I want people to understand is that don't fall into the trap of thinking that they're doing this to genuinely help you. You understand what I'm saying? There are some companies out there that is doing it to genuinely help you. And that's amazing. But for the most part, they're not because helping you helps them. Yeah. So even though you're benefiting, you're benefiting for the moment. So my thing is, it's kind of like what Jay-Z said, I'm overcharging for what they did to the cold crush. So to me, the way I'm going about it right now is anything that I do with everybody, not only do you have to pay up a certain way, but I want in on the company. Like I want equity. I want everything. I, I want ownership in certain areas, some percentages here. Like I, this is what I want because for, for y'all to benefit off of generations of work and stuff like that, that I do and have done or whatever, you, you, you got to pay for that long term. You know, we got to have like establishments and we got to have like other things. So, um, so yeah, man, that, that's what it is. And, uh, um, that's what, that's what, you know, I'm fighting for, you know what I mean? So, um, I love what I do always, you know, my energy always crazy at the same time. I I understand what's going on. So I just try, I I don't get mad at, you know, I don't want to get twisted. I don't get mad at these things. I, I, I look at them as opportunities to teach and educate because, you can't fault somebody based on their lack of knowledge of things if they don't come from that and they don't understand that. So, and a lot of times people is just trying to protect their own jobs because they got families mm-hmm. to feed. So they just following a machine that's telling them to do something. So, I, you know, I, it's not about getting mad or being so upset. It's about, look, you know what's right and you know what's wrong. So how can we get to a point where collectively we could do right and you don't have to worry about losing something at the expense of doing what's right. How do we figure that out so everybody can feel comfortable about helping one another genuinely so that everybody could be able to eat 
it's a big pie. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's a big piece of cake in the game industry. We all can share in this. And that's the part that I'm trying to get to where everybody understands that it's enough for everyone and you give everybody their slice and they do it as they please, but at least everything is fair. And that's what I'm trying to get to. Yeah, and, and that's like, you know, that's one of the biggest things I've learned with being, you know, being in this industry is there's no lack. Like, there's enough for everybody. Yeah. And it's like, wow, like, especially, you know, on, on a separate topic, like dealing with like content creators that are trying to get into this space or ones that are in this space. Like, I've seen a lot of shady stuff. And this idea that we got to be crabs in a bucket. And I'm over here, like, looking at the back end of it and the front end. I'm like, yo, this is enough for everybody. Why are we wilding like this? So. Yep. So that's where I'm at. I'll tell you one thing. Um, one thing that I feel on the back end that will, like, like change the whole industry. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say Twitch decided that everybody that streams on Twitch will get a dividend of um the viewership that twitch uh generates it's financially so i'll give you an example right let's say this month twitch generated like over two billion you know hours or something logged in from all the streamers and everything like that right Mm -hmm. so whether you're a small channel or you're a big channel or whatever whatever um you break it down into a dividend so we're like uh Everybody that's on Twitch get a percentage of Twitch in terms of a payback. So mm-hmm. let's say the moment you join Twitch and at minimum you're logging in, uh, you know, like at least 50 hours a month, you know, at minimum, mm-hmm. then just by you logging in and playing games, I don't care if you got one view or a thousand viewers, whatever, it don't matter. Mm-hmm. Just by you being a part of Twitch, you get it. You get a check, like you know what I'm saying. And the reason why I'm saying that is because think about it like this, right? Mm-hmm. If you get a job at Transit, or you get a job at Con Edison, you get a job somewhere, you get paid because you yeah. work there. It doesn't matter what position you're in; mm-hmm. you have a job to do, and you get paid because your contribution helps the company overall. Right. So the way I look at it is when it comes to Twitch. Like, you got to build your stream up and do all this other stuff. But I really feel that people should get, like, if you decide to come to Twitch and use the platform, uh, you you should be paid, like, a dividend just for using the platform. Aside from, you know, donations and subscriptions and building all this other stuff, just Mm -hmm. being on a platform you should be compensated for because – your your usage of the platform brings value to the entire establishment, yeah. and um and because that business model uh doesn't exist, nobody's going to think to ask for it because this is the norm, mm-hmm. and I feel like we should change that normal. It's it's just like if you go to a job and you get hired and you get paid a salary, even though Twitch isn't one of those people that's like hiring you to be on their platform you're willingly going to it um they also have the right to kick you off and ban you if your contribution isn't healthy to the organization they can kick you out and ban you so if that's the case then you understand the value of having these people in your establishment i think there should be a dividend kickback you know what i mean and that right there 
will set a precedence on Facebook, on YouTube, and everywhere else you can stream. You know what I mean? To make it better for everybody that comes in and be involved. You know, so, you know, it's a lot of things that can make the industry better, and eventually I think we'll get there. And this is like this conversation we actually was having with uh, Black Oni and Uriah the other week. Like, we were actually mm. talking about this, and it's like, it, 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 it literally should be. It should be a thing. And a lot of people, I seem, I, I feel like a lot of people are scared to ask for it, but it's like, when you're putting these hours in grinding, like, just to make affiliate, just to make partner, mm-hmm. just to get donations and, and, and uh, ad revenue, you're putting in this work, you should be compensated beyond that bare minimum percentage yep. of a percentage that they're going to give you. Like, it's ridiculous. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And and to me, I feel like uh, um, I'm all about disruption. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? My entire existence since day one in the industry was about this disruption. Because I came in the industry on this level because I didn't like what I was saying. Period. You know what I mean? So everything is about disruption. So anytime I could disrupt anything, I'm going to do it because right is right, wrong is wrong. And also, you want to keep people, you want to hold people accountable. You know what I'm saying? And the best way to keep people honest is to call them out and challenge them and ask them questions under fire. And um, see, because if you get too many stumble, stumbles of words and ums and this and that, and they can't really answer stuff, you already know the answer because they can't even answer the simple question. So you know the answer. You know what I mean? So it's like, yo, I'm, you know, I'm ready to go. So like, I'm just, I'm just excited about everything that's, um, you know, uh, that's starting to happen. Uh, things that I'm working on, things that I'm a part of. Um, uh, one. Um, like I said, I have a gaming and guidance program where, and that's another thing too, in terms of me being a journalist, I'm so much more than that buzzword, you know, influencer, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Because like what I do now is, you know, I'm a character in different video games. Um, I make songs for different video games. Um, I have a gaming and guidance program with, um, which is uh, uh, really, really hitting the community hard in a major, major way. And I got four different layers to my gaming and guidance program, uh, touching different communities, helping a lot of people with the power of gaming and providing guidance in just your everyday life. Um, that right there is fire. Then, um, then also doing a lot of consulting with a lot of different businesses on the back end. You know what I'm saying? Working with different people, working with new technologies. I got a lot going on. So one of the things I encourage people to do is to generate more value within yourself so people can see you in more than just one light. Because like, if you're a streamer, they only see you as a streamer, and they're only going to use you as a streamer, and that's it. And if they see you at, if they see you as somebody that um you know only uh does um animation for a video game then you're only going to be used for that so in my situation i wanted to be someone that no matter what's going on in the industry i can be a part of it and i could dominate in it i don't care what it is like mm-hmm. i can i have something of value to offer to every every uh of the industry beyond just gaming but just pure entertainment period so once i got to that point i could fit in anywhere but i could also you know change the energy that's going on in these areas in these places and i can also set the tone and i can also set the trend so yeah man that that's what i'm all about bro hip-hop gamer number one son all day I it, man i feel it yeah you know, and, and that makes me want to ask you about like marketing and branding like you, you basically bro you've been educating us 
since <laughs> we hit record. So <laughs> how pivotal? And, and I like to I like to ask this question to my guests because I feel like a lot of content creators and streamers and people trying to hop into this industry and even some who are already in it don't get it. But how pivotal is having a business plan, marketing, and branding? If oh, you're a creator. Well, it's very pivotal because. Like, so I'll give you an example. I love creating analogies. So um, if you look at 50 Cent, right? Shout out to 50. Love 50 Cent, man. Um, he, uh, when he signed his deal with Eminem and Dr. Dre, he told them that I want to be an equal. He didn't just want to be another artist signed to a label and make some music and that's it. He wanted to be, he wanted to be an equal. He wanted to be a CEO. He wanted to have what they had. You understand what I'm saying? And he was willing to put in the work to do so. And obviously we see the results because he was given the shot and he did it. So what I wanted to do, I started looking at the industry different after a while. So, you know, I had plenty of conversations with everybody from investors, you know, um, people that uh, ran websites, people that, um, uh, invested in different uh companies to to generate a different level of wealth uh just educating myself with the other opportunities in the gaming industry that people you never hear them talk about so for example we talk about games all day but we we never really talk about like you know you could play a video game but growing up we never really paid attention to the credits yeah. At the end of the game, you know what I mean? There's a whole bunch of names scrolling up that we just never looked at, never paid attention to. We was just happy that we beat the game. Yeah. So I started paying attention to the credits in the game. I started paying attention. Like, for example, a lot of these voice actors, they're tied to different agencies. And a lot of these mm -hmm. agencies, they work in Hollywood. And in Hollywood, they have this. Like, I started learning everything. And that was a big game changer to me because it made me realize that I needed these other things that I didn't even realize I needed if I wanted to not just only grow, but for people to take me serious, there's certain there's certain keys to the game that if you don't got this, it automatically labels you, it automatically puts you out of the conversation because you don't even have the if you don't even have the bare minimum. We can't even have the conversation. It's a waste of time. You know what I'm saying? It's like somebody coming to you that want to be a podcaster, but they never studied anything. They never did anything to show you that they want to do this, but yet they're asking you for your time. You're not worth my time because you didn't show me why you worth my time. How'd you know? So, that, that'd be happening all the you know time, what I'm saying? Yo. So it's like you not, you you're not even doing the bare minimum to show me that I'm worth yeah. that you're worth the time that I'm gonna give you right now. So I was trying to do things, but I wasn't in a position to be worth their time. So I had to understand their language and what makes them excited and what makes them, uh, what's that thing that makes them tick? So that's when I started learning the entire industry as a whole. So I want to give a big shout out to my homegirl, Kim. So Kim, she put me on to um, the movie industry. And stuff like that because mm -hmm. in the movie industry they was trying to look for gamers to help push their movies so that's when i started being able to do interviews with actors and doing interviews and all this other stuff and then now i'm learning the movie industry and more entertainment and i'm like oh i can utilize this and leverage this in the gaming world oh man 
It started being crazy. So then I started doing movie interviews. And this is before Hot 97. This is before a lot of, this is all hip hop gamer. You know what I'm saying? I, I was doing these things, breaking these barriers. So, and because remember, the only time you would see some sort of gamer interview, you know, a celebrity on that level or actor on that level and stuff like that, they had to. They, they either had a job at MTV or they had a job at here. You ain't seen no independents doing that on their own. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? So when I started doing that, I was like, oh, I started learning more of the business. And my homegirl, Kim, she was the one that educated me on having your brand deck. You know what I'm saying? Having this media kit, having all these things. And even before then, when I was just rapping, because they used to call me Jackal. Before Hip Hop mm. Game and everything, they used to call me Jackal because I was just wholeheartedly into uh gangster rap hardcore I, that was a past life that was different i was i was a different type of person then you know what I'm saying I, I grew up in east new york brooklyn that should give you a hint so um <laughs> things was different there for me so um even back then i had managers and they was putting certain things together and teaching me about copyrights and stuff like that so i started to bring these little things with me along the ride in my game in the gaming world and the more i started to learn these things i understand how pivotal it was because having that business plan and having these things now you're speaking the language of people that give you the time of day to work with you and help you out on another level on another scale you understand what i'm saying and because of my knowledge in the space i i could go to the board of education i could go to i could listen bro i could walk into any room any room and and be powerful and, and and give value to it and that right there is was a game changer for me you know what i mean so yeah man it's different now bro it's different so it's very important it's very pivotal and don't be afraid to ask for help if you don't know look i know what i'm great at and i know what i'm garbage at whatever i'm not good at i got people that take care of that for me Mm-hmm. Period. So I could move as a strong machine instead of having weaknesses in my armor. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I encourage everybody. Whatever you don't got, whatever you're missing out on, um, get with some people that you feel you you know trust and, and got genuine love for. That got genuine love for you, and um, you know, allow them let let them help you, and uh, y'all move together as a unit and get it popping. Yeah. Okay. Word. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It, it will definitely change. Your entire career path because like you could be into gaming and get so much money from different areas outside of gaming like you know what i mean <laughs> or you can start working with companies within gaming that normally wouldn't even look your direction because you have other value besides what a streamer has like you know what i mean so it's yeah man start 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 digging deep into what makes you you and find that uniqueness so you can provide some sort of value to companies in a big way so that you can be taken care of in a good way too. It, it makes me think about um, <clears throat> how a lot of creators and streamers, they get into this mindset and not saying that everyone is like this, but like a lot of people are like this in the sense of, you know, Oh, I'm a streamer. I'm a YouTuber. I'm a podcaster. Like just putting themselves in this box, not realizing mm-hmm. that, you know, there's so much more. If you want longevity in this field of being a creator, you got to be able to have your hand in a lot of different areas and, and always be learning. Like you never, never get complacent. And it's one yeah. thing. Um, I was at, uh, where was I at last year? Uh, not last year. Um, 
No, actually, it was last year. I was <laughs> speaking at uh, University of Hawaii because they invited me over oh, to wow. talk about, like, and, you know, it blew me away because I, I never thought I'd had that opportunity. But they asked me about, you know, speaking to the students about content creating and, and YouTube. And, uh, you know, a lot of kids are saying they want to be a YouTuber. They want to do this. They want to do that for the rest of their life. And I'm like, okay, cool. Here's the thing. What if YouTube goes away? What if Twitch goes away? Mm-hmm. If you who you are is so centered and I'm a Twitch streamer, I'm a YouTuber, and that goes away, then what do you got? You got to be able to have a skill set and a drive to be able to pivot at a moment's notice. Yeah, With, absolutely, you know, absolutely, you know? absolutely. Like what? What are the things? Just to capitalize on what you just said, um, like find your own like identity within all these mediums that you work with. So it's like me, you know, I don't consider myself a YouTuber or a Twitch streamer or, or none of like that. I'm a hip hop gamer. Like, you know what I'm saying? My name is my value, not just the platform I'm on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like for example, when I say hip hop gamer, Hot 9-7, Logitech G, like I'm shouting myself out in a way where when you when you when you hear hip hop game or you hear hot ninety seven or you hear Logitech G, I'm making myself an equal. I, I don't I don't do it where I'm just somebody that work at hot ninety seven and I, and mm-hmm. I'm just somebody that work at Logitech G. Nah, like Logitech is Logitech, hot ninety seven is hot ninety seven. Hip hop game is hip hop game, and we all collectively work together. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. my main thing is with Twitch or without Twitch hip-hop gamer is hip-hop gamer like you know what i mean and i feel like as long as you bring yourself as an equal to the very thing that you're a part of not above or below but an equal as to what you're a part of then you could you could move alongside it you can move with it and you can move without it as opposed to Everything that makes me me depends mm-hmm. on what this brand do. Because now you put everything in their hands and you have no control for yourself because you didn't create that control in terms of creating value to have control. It's a, it's the simple thing. You pay the cost to be the boss. You got to create a certain level of value so you can have a certain level of control in what you do. You know what I mean? Like in your name. like And that's another thing. Trademark your name. You know what I mean? My name is Trademark, like globally. So it's like I made sure that who I am can stand alone and along with people. Because with you or without you, I'm still going to, you know, thrive. So you want to position yourself that way because, for example, if you look at a lot of articles, right, Mm -hmm. before they say certain people's name, they'll say Twitch streamer, such and such and such and such and such. They don't just say the name. They'll just say mm-hmm. Twitch streamer this. So you're labeled as somebody that's under Twitch instead of having your own name. You know what I'm saying? But if you look at like even a lot of articles that's done on me, it'll say hip hop gamer such and such, or it'll say hot 97's um uh hip hop excuse me, hot 97's hip hop gamer such and such or whatever, or they'll say um or they, they'll say uh uh 
this um one of the top so and so's hip hop gamer that you know so you gotta look at how things is presented because the way you present yourself is how people is gonna know how to write about you how they gonna know how to introduce you and, and stuff like that you understand what I'm saying so that's that's the thing you know what I mean it's like I I do it all the time to teach people how to address me. Every time you see me do any video, yo, yo, what's up? It's the one and only hip-hop gamer. Like, it's, it starts with me first. Then everything else comes after. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, it, it, there's a reason why I do that, bro. So, yeah. Definitely, man. Definitely. Yo, man, I, I want to ask, like, how wild was it? I know a couple, was it a couple weeks back? You had The Miz on, on yeah. your show. Bro. The fact, yeah. like, how wild is that? Like working with celebrities, I know. like, I was over here like, yo, that's. <laughs> Thanks, man. So yeah, you know, so like... funny. So I had the Miz on the show. Miz is great, man. We had a great conversation, and um, and and that's another thing too. Like, I give you an example of what I mean by value, right? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna just give you some game right now. So you have a lot of companies that will spend like. A hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars, right? To um get a drop from a celebrity to promote their product or something like that, right? So through me, because of who I am in media, the access that they would pay for, I would get for free because it's a part of the budget that's already been allocated to generate press for the Miz or somebody like that because they got a new show that they're doing that needs attention. Mm-hmm. So while I have the opportunity to spend a good 10, 15 minutes with certain people, I can easily be like, um, yo, before we get out of here, can you get a shout out to such and such? And of course they'll do it because I just pushed and promoted and helped something that they're doing. So they'll give a shout out to this. So the, the, the 200,000 that, that certain companies would invest to try to even do a deal like this, I can easily be like, yo, hook me up with 10 G's and, I, and I'll get it done for you. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I I would make bread. They would save money. And, um, and in the process of that, I'm building a relationship because the relationship is more valuable than, than that check in that moment because the relationship will keep like certain checks coming and opportunities coming. You know what I mean? And, Sometimes it could be far in between and sometimes it could be, you know, back to back, you know, a lot of things happen. So the thing is, uh, these is just opportunities that you're creating simply using you and your relationships. That's why you got to build more value within yourself. But but like like I was saying, Marvel's Avengers, that game came out. That game was getting praise. It didn't a lot. Of people was not praising it so it was like a mixed bag so i played marvel's avengers and had the miz as a special guest on my show for the stream of marvel's avengers i showed that the square enix like yo square yo i got you know the miz on marvel blah blah blah. oh word this is amazing blah, blah. you see what i'm saying like mm-hmm. taking it to the next level and then um and then with the Miz, we had such a great interview, and he even said it at the end of the interview that, yo, this is a great interview. Your energy is awesome, and this and that, and we had a great time. It was amazing, it, but just but that's the Miz. I also had John Cena on the show. I had RZA on the show. I had uh, Scarlett Johansson, 
Tyler Perry. I just had uh, my man Manuel, who's the owner of um, Black Sands Entertainment. So I have everybody from all walks of life. I'm a big fan of The Office. And I had Oscar, the dude that does the yeah. State Farm commercials and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I had him on the show recently. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I do I do this. Like, you know, so at the end of the day, um, and then when I'm talking to certain brands and stuff like that, I can show them how these types of people rock with me. You know what I mean? Like John Kroniski, uh, you know, I, I love, um, you know, Jim Howard from The Office and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I have a relationship uh, with him and his team. Like, you know what I'm saying? I could, like, literally be, like, reach out and be like, yo, like, is John free? Like, I want to do something, you know, blah, blah, blah. And this is what a lot of people don't understand because I don't really talk about it like that. Like, I just put out a picture of uh, – I watch Scrubs. I love uh, the TV mm-hmm. show Scrubs. So John C. McKinley – that's my guy. Like we we did two interviews together before, but that's my guy, and he remembered me from the first one. So these are people that I got access. These are people that I got access to, and um, that's another thing. When people be like, "Yo, you like know these people?" and I'm like, "I have access to them. I don't talk to them every day like it's personal, but yeah. when we do speak, it's it's all love. That's hip hop, right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm talking about in terms of uh." you know, expanding your value and, and things like that. It, you you got to think, you know, b- beyond what the industry tries to label you to be because you got to go out there and fight for your own value, bro. You know what I'm saying? This is keeping it real. All right. All right. Uh, being respectful of your time, we got a few questions left before we wrap it up. But, um, all right. Yo, so, okay. So I hear this a lot from <laughs> i hear this a lot i've seen a lot of youtube videos i've seen a lot of twitter threads about this and i've seen some streams where people talking about that it's too late to be a content creator and and make a living off of this i think it's bs because i think this is one of the greatest times to do it in terms of it being too late for content or is that time has passed now nah, he's lying no nah, that's that's not true that's not true i I've, honestly i think people that say that is too late. Um, I think they saying that because they, I think that's a reflection of themselves. I think that they feel like they hit their ceiling. So because they hit their ceiling, they feel like they can't do more. Mm-hmm. They're going to put that energy on everybody else saying that they can't do it because it's a reflection of what they can't do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that's, a, that's the, that's the biggest lie. I'm living proof that that's a lie. You gotta be kidding me. I'm living proof that that's a lie. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm always looking for new ways to do things. The, the, yo, the, the next stuff that I'm doing that I'm already a part of, oh, please, man. There's always ways to um constantly, uh you know, recreate yourself at the same time, keeping the very same thing that people loved you for and continuously growing so that new people that encounter you can um love you for the same things uh that other people love you for, but also you growing in value. So you, you can um give them something new to love you for more as you progress. So nah, th- listen, listen, let me, let me explain something to you, man. Okay. okay. I'll just keep it real, bro. I done seen so many people come and go, and I seen very few stay. So at the end of the day, it's all about what you want and what you're willing to do for what you want and what you're not willing to do for what you want. You understand what I'm saying? I'll say that again. It's what you're willing to do for what you want and what you're willing not to do You know, for, for what you want. You got to understand this. I, I have a keynote 
that I that I do um now. It's like a TED talk, and um mm-hmm. I, I I just did this uh at Pocket Gamer uh for the UK, yeah. and um I have my own keynote right, and the title of the keynote is called "Be Exclusive," so that relates to a quote I created called "Character is Your Currency." Mm-hmm. I'll say it again: Character is your currency. Who you are is the value of what you do. And everything that comes along with it is a byproduct of the value that you have for yourself and the genuine energy that you give to others to try to make things better in in your world and in theirs in terms of what you put out. So you can have a lot of money and do a lot of things and that's cool. But if people genuinely don't rock with you because you're not a good, you, you don't have good energy around you, you're not a good dude, you're not a good girl, like whatever it is, you know what? I don't need that. I don't like. I don't even want your money. Like you stay over there because I don't want to be around your energy. You know what I'm saying? I don't need nothing like that bringing me down in my life. I don't need that. So who you are, your character, man. You know, love, respect, care. You know what I'm saying? Like empathy. Like these qualities will take you far, far. And these qualities will make you forever. You know what I'm saying? This is something that's very true. No matter what happens with people that you interact with, people is not going to forget the way you made them feel. They're not going to forget the way you made them feel. Like the moment they hear your name. And you could be a changed person. It could be like 10 years ago this person did something to you. And they could be a changed person, but they're never going to forget what happened 10 years ago because the way you made them feel. And the only way that's going to change is if they get a chance to know the new you like or whatever. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, when people say that that time has passed for content creators to do this or there's not enough opportunities to this and this, that's a lot. Because because too many people is waiting for somebody else to create an opportunity that they can be a part of instead of creating the opportunity yourself and have people be drawn to you. Mm-hmm. Everything I do, I, I bring people to me. That's one of the main things. Yo, I worked in the mailroom from 2000 to 2014, right? And I worked with every single record label, Universal, Def Jam, uh, Rockefeller, Dipset, all of that, Murder Inc., all of that, right? So I've been around all these people for years, for years. You know, I've seen walking past chilling and Jay-Z and David Daz just sitting there chilling or Ja Rule over here and 50 over there, like, well, not in the same vicinity, obviously. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, yeah. you know, I've been around all this energy. I've seen these things. And one of the things that I told myself, and this is when I was, uh, like, uh, like in 2003, I think, uh, I was like, um, I seen Jay-Z walk in the room. And when Jay-Z walk in the room, yo, everything got quiet. It was like, it's Jay-Z. Like, you know, it, it, things change when you walk in the room. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, it's like, that. I, I, I would love that to know what that feel like, to walk in a room and things just change and things just stop. And everybody just look at you like, wow. Like, you know, because of who you are, what you've done and the impact that you had on their life or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I would love to get to that point. Because that right there, you can't teach that. That is value beyond value. You can't even put a dollar sign on that. That's just some people got it, some people don't. So um, I was like, how can even in the game industry, I like, how can I generate that type of energy? So when I walk into the room, I got the belt, I got the chain, my energy, I'm like, yo, what up? As soon as I walk in, my reputation perceives me. And when people see me, if you don't know me, you're gonna want to know me. And if you don't know me, you're gonna feel like you should know me. You know what I mean? Like that's that's that I walk with that. You know what I mean? 
So no matter where I go, when I walk into a room, I, I just I take it over. And it's and it's not even intentional. I don't walk in there to do so. But when I walk into a room and the, the energy just come my way, I just start talking and everybody's this. And then it just happens. You know what I'm saying? I said that in one of the um songs I got called Champion. One of the bars uh, I said is um um I don't gotta uh I, I don't gotta try so hard, it just happens. You know what I'm saying? I don't gotta try to be the best, it just happens. And that like that it hit hard, you know what I'm saying? Like it hits hard. So anybody that's telling you that they that that wave is over or something like that, they lying and they're just uh, they and they just at a point where they think they hit their own ceiling, so they trying to put their energy out there. So I wouldn't listen to them if I was like whoever's listening to this podcast. I wouldn't listen to them. You know what I mean? They don't know what they're talking about when it comes to that. All right, all right. Um, last two questions I got, man. I want to talk about the belt. What? Yo, the belt. Yeah. I seen it in person. The belt is nice. <laughs> yo, I seen it. Yo, it's fire. Facts, man. That joint is legendary in the in the industry, bro. Right, yo. So, what made you come up with that that concept, man? Because that that's just brilliant. It's just straight brilliant. Thanks, man. So, um, you know, my grandmother. You know, what I'm saying she always called me her champion. And on top of that, I love wrestling. I love boxing. But anything that I do, I want to be the best at. You know, what I'm saying I want to be number one. Like I, I have, I'm, I'm like that. I'm a competitive person. You know, what I'm saying it's just it's in my nature. I'm a hip hop head. Um, but I'm not. Uh, toxic with the competitive nature. Like you got some people that's competitive, like on a whole nother level. Like it's, it's uh, I'm not like that. Like it's friendly competition. But at the end of the day, um, I you know I want to be the best. And um, uh, if there's ever a time where we got to compete or battle or whatever, whatever, I'm coming for the juggler. Like you know what I'm saying? That's it. I I, I want to win, and that's it. Like period. So um, the whole idea of the belt was uh, I wanted to. Out the gate since day one, I wanted people to know that when I wherever I go, you're gonna get the best. Mm-hmm. Wherever I'm a part of, it will be the best. Like I'm a champion. Like that. That was it. It was something that I wanted to make significant. And then another tie-in to that was because the lack of representation was so evident in the um in the gaming world i wanted to do something to where like when you do the study and you do the research you'll see that 67% of all money that's spent in the gaming industry is by minorities mm-hmm. and the reason why is because gaming is one of the best escapes that you can get and most people especially from the hood and just in low income areas and just dealing with like hardships, they need those escapes more than ever. Yeah. So a lot of the reasons why you see people playing games is because we, you get a sense of control where in real life you don't have control over many things, you know, especially if you're coming from, you know, like a, a low level, you know what I'm saying? You know, in the hood. So, Having that champion, it wasn't just only for me, mm-hmm. but it was for people to feel like they're champions too when they see me. So it was also an inspirational piece. So whenever you see hip hop gamer, like people will always tell me that they wish they could bottle up my energy and have it in every morning 
for their <laughs> life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That meant a lot to me because it's because even though it was a joke, there was also truth to that mm-hmm. joke. And the truth was a lot of people, you don't know what everybody's going through, man. And everybody don't know everybody's story. So that's why I don't, I, you know, I don't pass judgment or anything um, on things that I don't have the full hundred percent knowledge of. You know what I'm saying? If I know something at a hundred percent scale, then I can make a fair judgment because I know everything that's tied to it. So when it's presented, I can speak on it. But if I don't know all the details, I, I can't give you a hundred percent of everything because I don't know everything to give you a hundred percent of. I can only give you what I know, and that's it. Um, that belt, bro, it was a game changer because for a long time, a lot of people looked at it as like, oh, you're doing too much or he's this and that. And that's when I knew I was doing something right because it was one of those situations where a lot of people wanted to do the things that I was doing, not just the belt thing, but just a lot of people had a fear of being who they were because the industry would make you feel like you got to be a certain way in order to be in it. Mm -hmm. So in my situation, I always wanted to be the leader of what I wanted to do. I always, I always did things my way, bro. Always did things my way. And now that it's cool to do things your way and be independent, I endured what they couldn't endure. So everything that you see a lot of people doing now, they doing it because it's easy to do it. Because mm-hmm. everybody else is doing it, so now it's easy for them to do it. I did it at a time where it wasn't cool to do it. And I'm the reason why it's cool now to do it. So there's a difference between me and everybody else. Remember I told you, I'm a one of one. So I encourage everybody, find out what your one of one is. What's that thing that you do that only you do to the highest level and continue to tap into that? So when people see you, they know why that, you know what, you have all these people, but when it comes to this person, that that's the one. And when it comes to hip hop gamer, aside from the belt and the chain and everything else, my energy and my passion and my love for what I do is unmatched. And one of the reasons why is because it stems from my grandma and my grandmother gave me the game industry and my grandmother gave me God. And because of that, I utilize, you know, God and I utilize gaming as my way of giving back to the world. Because of what my grandma gave me. That's powerful, man. Dude. Facts. Bro, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, last question. I know we haven't really touched too much on, but, man, you and music, you and hip hop, the bars, bro, talk about it. Like, how. Oh, thanks, how much, man. <laughs> like, I, I know <clears throat> we've been talking about gaming, the industry, you know, putting yeah. people on game, but, like, yo, let's talk about some music, man. Last question I got. With music, how imperative is it for you? Like, how how does it allow you to express yourself and and, and navigate throughout the world, man? Let's talk. Oh about man, it. some music is that's that's air. You know what I'm saying? That's that's air, bro. Come on, man. That's another form of oxygen, bro. You serious? Come on, B. You know what I'm saying? I grew up in it, man. Why why you think I named myself hip hop? So like this this is joins the realest thing ever to me. You know what I mean? Um, one of the reasons why, uh, you know. I got into, you know, like writing music and stuff like that because my brothers, my brother and my and my cousins and family like that, they had a rap group 
um, called HLC, Hard Living Criminals, right? So I was like, you know, I want to be in. So I'm 14 years old, and junior high school, uh, the junior high school that I went to, um, IS 292, uh, East New York, Brooklyn, they had a um, they had a, a showcase there, right? And the whole hood came out to the showcase, right? And they didn't know, like the hood didn't know that we rap, nothing like that, you know what I'm saying? So especially didn't know that I rap. So um, they, we had this song called "Feel It Burn," and we did it over the instrumental of um, uh, oh man, uh, there's a song from uh from Total, uh, you know, with uh, when Puffy, it was Puffy, Biggie, yeah, One Twelve, yeah, Total. Yeah. So there's this oh um, uh, Dad, what was the name of the song? Dad, I, I I can't remember the name of the song. I know what you're but, talking about, that. but um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh man, I can't remember the name of the song, but the song that we did over that beat was called Feel It Burn. And uh that was back when we, we had these jeans, and these jeans they was called parasucos. And we had parasuco jeans on, we was all matching, we had blue and red on, it was crazy. And the, I I had the last verse. I had the last verse, I closed the song, so I came out and I was like, yo, this is that, and no, yo. The crowd and the energy, yo, it was amazing. I was like, yo, man, like, I got to do this. So I just kept writing, kept writing, kept writing, kept getting better, kept getting better, kept getting better. And then um, I turned down record deals, though. Like, like it was because the music industry, once I started to, like, learn a little bit about it at an early age, yo, it's dangerous, B. Like, the music industry is dangerous. And... Though the path that I was walking on, I wouldn't be here today if I would have followed that path. Now, looking back in hindsight, because I know how naive and gullible I was to the streets. Like, I was one of those dudes where, like, you say something wrong. Yeah, I was one of them. You know what I'm saying? And um, I ain't proud of it. I'm just trying to, I'm just telling you the truth. You know what I'm saying? Just keeping real with you. And, um... I was loose cannon type of person in, in a lot of times. And one of the reasons why is because, you know, when I was younger, I never I never met my mother. You know what I'm saying? I, ne- I don't know my moms. So when I was like two years old, she had left. But I have no memory of anything uh, ever meeting or knowing my mom. That, that affected me for a while. You know what I mean? When I was younger growing up, it affected me a lot. So, uh, but, you know, anyway, fast forward. When it came to the music, uh, when I got into, um, you know, gaming in terms of the industry side of it, uh, there was this article that I saw on Assassin's Creed back in 2007. And I was like, yo, this dude is lying. Ain't no way. Like I was calling him out on his joint. And when I called him out, that's how I got, got discovered by calling him out because he was the writer for my boy Torrance Davis, who gave me my shot to go to E3. So if I never would have called, yo, think about this. If I never would have called out this um, writer, I never would have met Torrance. Never would have went to Ether. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's <laughs> yo, simply because I called them out. So um, uh, what happened is, uh, I was supposed to be on a podcast, but I didn't get a chance to make it. But I listened to the podcast, and the dude was like, this dude calls himself hip hop gamer, but he doesn't even rap. And I was like. Oh, that was the wrong thing to say. <laughs> that was the wrong, I bet. So I wrote a diss verse for this dude. And 
people were like, yo, this is actually good. So then that's when people started to learn that I actually rap. I just didn't talk about it like that, but I actually, you know, rap. And then now, you know, songs and video games now, everything is different. The bars is here. Um, yeah, like I do this for real. So, uh, yeah, man, if, if there's anything y'all want to check out, um, I just uh, dropped a song this year called uh, Press Start. And, um, you know, like, uh, check it out. Uh, it's, it's definitely like New York energy. And the whole idea behind that song, Press Start, was literally that. It's time to go. It's time to make it happen. So the music side of me, I never really pushed it that hard. Uh, but that's going to change because there's other things that's happening and I want to shed a light on it more. So on the music side and, um, y'all going to see a lot from me this year. So let's go. All right. All right, man. I lied. I got one final question for you. One right. final one. The most important question. Did you have fun today? Yeah, bro. What? Come <laughs> on, man, son. Yo, one thing you'll learn about me is I could be on any show. The show could normally be boring when you see other people on it. The show could not be good or whatever. But when I'm on that joint, that joint's fire. See, that's what I, that's another thing I try to teach people, man. Yo, you ever went to a party and people were like, yo, this party is dead. This party is whack. Like, or this yeah. party is this. And I'm like, well, if you're here and you're saying the party is dead, then you're part of the problem. So what you going to do about it? So I'm the kind of person to where... I don't care what's going on. When I show up, it's fire. That's it. We lit. We having a good time. You know what I'm saying? So wherever I'm at, mm -hmm. that joint is fire because I'm fire. Period. And, and, and honestly, even from a business standpoint, I encourage people to have that mentality. You know what I'm saying? Like, no matter what's going on, it, it, it could be dope. It could be amazing. It could be a Super Bowl performance. It could be whatever it is. But until they add you, it ain't what it could be. So mm -hmm. I always look at myself as that missing ingredient to anything that could be at the highest level. You know what I'm saying? Just mm -hmm. if you think this is th this is the best it could go, add hip hop gamer, you see where it go. You know what I'm saying? So that's the way I look at everything. You know what I'm saying? When I apply my energy to it, everything changes. It goes to the next level. Facts, man. Facts. Yeah, anything B. You anything you want to leave people with before we go? Yo, man, I'm Hip Hop Gamer. One love and God bless. Thank you for having me. I appreciate y'all. Um, if you want to find me, if you're new to me and who I am, you want to learn about me, Google me. Go to Google, type in Hip Hop Gamer, and, you know, enjoy the journey. Because, you know, um, I do this, man. Like, I, this is my life, yo. I do this at the highest level. You ain't never seen it like this. So um, my goal is to be a one of a kind. And um, hopefully I was able to give y'all something uh, on today's show that could be valuable um, to y'all, you know, in y'all everyday life. And um, just follow me, man. You won't be disappointed. Let's get it. Facts, facts. And you guys can catch this episode along with every other podcast available on all podcasting outlets. So Google Play Music, Apple. Actually, no, Google Play is done. Anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> Google yeah. Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, literally everything, Amazon Music, you'll be able to catch a podcast there from my guest, the one and only, the one and only Hip Hop yeah. Gamer. The links for everything that he's working on will be down in the description below. Follow him, 
give them some, show them some love, man. Just for real, one of the most inspirational people in the industry, man. Inspired me to go on this path and do God. I'm I'm grateful to God for for putting you in my life in that sense, man. Because this has been one of the most liberating and fun, stressful, but <laughs> fun journeys I have ever been on. It's like nothing like this, and you know, yeah. Man, thank you for being that inspiration for real. Real talk, though. Nah, man, it's an honor and it's humbling to hear, man. And um, just by you saying that, uh, continue to pay it forward because just as people watch me or just as you watch me, there's people out there watching you. So the same thing I could, I was to you, be that for someone else. Keep paying it forward. Keep showing that love. It'll come right back to you in, in, in abundance. You know what I'm saying? So let's get it. Facts, facts. And with that being said, people, this is Hip Hop Gamer and myself. We're signing out. Y'all have a blessed one. God bless. Do do something amazing today and do that. Keep that energy going every single day in your life. So with that being said, we sign out. Y'all have a great one. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I hope it was informative, engaging, and you enjoyed it. And if you did, make sure you go ahead and leave a rating and a review. It greatly helps out the podcast and helps the platforms that we're on. Go ahead and promote us more so that more people can check it out. And if you're wondering what all platforms we're on, aside from what you've listened to it on, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music, and more. And if you want to support the podcast, then we've got Patreon. So patreon.com slash Mikhail Casanova, which allows us to continue doing what we're doing. If you're looking for this in video format, we're also available on twitch.tv slash Mikhail Casanova, as well as youtube.com slash Mikhail Casanova. So with all that being said, I'll catch you on the next episode of Hawaii's number one podcast and the number one podcast in the Pacific, the Casanova podcast. You have a great day and I'll see you on the next one.